Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Hey, how goes it? Thanks for tuning in to episode 13 of Not Another Bitcoin Podcast. Today, my guest is Peter Saddington. And if you do not know who this gentleman is, you must be living under a crypto rock. This guy is best known as the Bitcoin Lambo guy, also known as Bite Size Bitcoins on YouTube. You can check him out at thebitcoin.pub, also decentralized.tv. Peter Saddington bought a Lamborghini for what was $115 invested into Bitcoin back when it was $2.50. Now, I got to talk to Peter, an early, early investor, about old, new, uh, recent events, everything that's going on in crypto right now, and, and basically a little bit about him, what got him to where he was, you know, why does he stay in it? He's been in it since $2.50. Why didn't he cash out when he was, you know, a thousand percent up in profit? Uh, the same thought that, you know, the Winklevoss have. They wouldn't sell their Bitcoin if they went to uh, over a quarter million dollars each. And uh, Peter says the same thing, you know, he's not letting go of his Bitcoin for anything less than a, a Lambo or two. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had a great conversation. We got to talk about a lot of things. So I really hope you enjoy this uh, interview, not another Bitcoin interview. Uh, we are all over the place in this interview. We talked about everything. Peter, Peter actually flipped the fucking script on me. And uh, he actually started to interview me. So you get a little bit of my background story in this one as well. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy this intro song and the interview. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak from thebitcoinpodcast.com here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm going to talk about this with Peter Saddington, best known from Bite Size Bitcoins as the Bitcoin Lambo guy. Peter, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk. Can you do me a favor? Can you introduce yourself? Let people know maybe your origin story about how you got into Bitcoin and how that led you to what you do in the industry today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ken Bosak, for letting me come on your stream. I've been a big fan, especially since you started showing up on my stream, Bite Size Bitcoin. So, I mean, the guy out there, I mean, he's always throwing the thing into a little bit about what Ken Bosak. Uh, 
but okay. I feel like I'm lagging a little bit, but am I good? Little little lag, but you're all right. Okay. Uh, me, um, just got I'm I'm a technologist. Start with, uh, multiple startups uh, over my lifetime. No man, that audio it's breaking up even worse now. Ah. <laughs> Is it, is it worse on your side or my side? I don't know. I think it's on your end, maybe. I'm right next to my router, landlined, hardlined. Hmm. Let me let me see if I can go on to my headphones here real quick. Because we can, we can do something magical here for a second. <laughs> the magic Funny. will happen, guys. Be patient. Yeah, everyone's saying there's a lag. Sorry, guys. Internet woes. We'll you, can, you can thank the loss of net neutrality for all this. Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is I pay for the highest level of highest level. Doesn't matter. I'm yep. gonna join this call. I'm gonna exit out of here. Whoa, Look. that was magical. <laughs> is this better now? Yes, man, that is perfect stream quality. What? Okay, so apparently my cell phone. Sorry, guys. Apparently, my cell phone does a lot better than the stream. So I get to hang out with you guys like this. So you guys get to see me like this. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Audio quality is perfect. Awesome. So welcome, guys. Again, sorry for the interruption. So my name is Peter Saddington. Uh, love Ken Bosak. You guys have been, you've joined me on my stream multiple times. Um, glad to be here. A little bit about me. Been a technologist, startup entrepreneur my entire life. Built multiple startups. Most of them have failed. But I've been uh, lucky enough and blessed enough to have two uh, be and that allows me to buy expensive toys. And so I got into Bitcoin. I got into Bitcoin really early in 2011. So I'm going to put on a wide angle lens here so I can walk around. Bitcoin really early, just by luck, um, in late 2011, I saw a news article about the crash of Bitcoin going from about, I think it was about 45 to $50 to like a dollar in a period of about four months and I was very intrigued. So I ended up picking up my first Bitcoin at the tail end of November, 2011 and have been in the game ever since. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Ken Bosack for the opportunity to talk to you, my man. Yes, sorry, I was making sure the audio quality and everything was a little raised there. I wanted to talk about what you're most known for right now, the baby behind you, the baby, the beauty, the legend herself, the Bitcoin Lambo. So you got that for basically about $115 because at the time you invested, it was about what, $250 a coin or something? Yeah, actually uh, $2.52 to be exact. Yep. My, my follow-up question to that is when you bought that Lambo, how many more Lambos could you have bought today with the same amount of Bitcoin? <laughs> well, technically, uh, this, big, this Bitcoin Lambo, I think the fiat, the fiat value at the time was about $230,000. Now the fiat value of this is about, well, if we look at the higher price, about $18,000 for Bitcoin, this thing is about a $600,000 uh, Lamborghini right now. <laughs> wow. So why didn't you get a Tesla 3? Those things can drive themselves and self-park. Why'd you go for the Lambo, not the Tesla? Well, I have a, I have a genetic disorder uh, that was given to me through birth. Um, my father was big into cars. Uh, my first memories are working on cars. Uh, and so my son, likewise, has a genetic disorder of wanting to enjoy loud you know ex expensive cars and so uh, for me it's all about the experience so i go to I do a lot of track days 
I enjoy driving around. Uh, for me, it's all about driver involvement and driver experience. And obviously a big part of that is the rumble of a naturally aspirated V10 engine or something like that. So Teslas don't really do it for me, Ken. They're too, they're, 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 it's, it's like a video game to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like a video game. I'm a lazy driver, man. I need a Tesla three just so I can get in the car and be like, all right, take me to Starbucks and I can just spark up a joint on the way there and not have to worry about driving. That's I really like that's my goal, though. When one Bitcoin equals one Tesla three, I'm going to tweet Elon and I'm going to send him a full Bitcoin and he's going to mail me a T3 and I'm going to ride around <laughs> and I'll have a, a Bitcoin Tesla. No. Hey, you hey, if you could if you do it, I will interview you on my channel and say, hey. You are now maybe even could be like a world first or something like that. I mean, even if it's not a world first, it's Ken Bosak. So, you know, <laughs> Bitcoin's Bosak, this close. It's still, it's, it's still worthy. Bitcoin was this close to being a, a Tesla after the tax rebate. So uh, I almost had it until the recent Bitcoin cash addition to Coinbase, which I guess is a great segue. What are your thoughts on that whole scenario? Like it looks like they're being investigated for insider trading and all kinds of, of hell is breaking loose. The market went this shit. What do you think is going to come of all of this? Well, you know, it's a, that's a great Ken, uh, question, Ken. Uh, what, uh, there's there's several ways that I can look at it. The first is the let's go the political bureaucratic route, which is pretty shysty of, you know, uh, you know Roger Veer, maybe even Jihan Wu, maybe even Craig Wright going behind the scenes with uh, Brian Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase and saying, hey, look, you know, it's it's time to pump out that Bcash. Let's just drop it. We saw we saw Bcash go up to nine thousand dollars on GDAX. I mean, it was it was pretty gangsta, if I may say. However, at the other end of the spectrum, the more rational and reasonable side of me says, you know what? At the end of the day, this is a free market. They can do whatever the hell they want. And for me, as some would call me a Bitcoin maximalist, for me, as long as Bitcoin and blockchain is continuing to expand and people are coming on board, then I kind of don't really care because the technology can't be stopped. Bitcoin can't be uninvented. Blockchain's going to continue to expand. And for people like you, Ken Bosak, who are doing this full time, just like I'm doing it full time, we're the winners here because as long as people are continuing to talk about Bitcoin and blockchain, if it's Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash, if you want to get into the politics, you want to get into the memeing, you want to get into the trolling, you want to get into the Reddit style engagement, have at it. If that's your thing, have at it. But for me, as long as Bitcoin and blockchain expands, I can't really argue with it. It's a good thing overall. Would you say, would you agree? I, I do, but I like to disagree. I don't like Coinbase. Uh, one of the first things that made me really like turned on to Bitcoin was when, you know, people first introduce you to it. They say, hey, there's no third parties, stuff like this. And then I find out Coinbase is the biggest third party in crypto. They literally built a monopoly around the oh. entry to crypto. So like oh, things like bank. that just they're worry bank. me. It's, it's a bank. It's, it's a Coinbase. So there's pros and cons to it, right? So the pros we can look at, and I, I can actually go off on a side nugget here for a second, but the, the, the pros are is Coinbase, let's be intellectually honest. Coinbase is the easiest system to use for, noob, for noobs, period. I mean, imagine noob trying to log into Bittrex for the first time. 
They'd be like, what the hell is this? How do I even pay for anything? <laughs> right? I mean, so the usability of other exchanges are so bad. So we can give Coinbase props for their ease of use, their UI, and their user experience, 100%. Now, a little side nugget here, which is kind of shysty, considering the context of our conversation around Bitcoin Cash, is that Coinbase knows this. Coinbase knows that they are literally the on-ramp for millions of people into crypto and to the completely green new crypto you know man or woman coming into it they're going to say well all right i don't know shit about crypto but this bitcoin's eighteen thousand dollars this bitcoin's two thousand dollars you know what i think i'm just going to buy the cheaper bitcoin mm -hmm. and so I think that for me was probably one of the more shysty things that happened throughout this as I kind of looked at it, you know, looking down at it and saying, wow, what has happened here is that it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's a pretty solid strategy from Coinbase's level because they're literally the on-ramp for millions of people who are going to buy the cheaper coin, right? Yeah. They, at they, the end of the day, it's a bank. Yeah, they are. And uh, that's what I worry about, them controlling the value of a currency because they control the the amount of people in such a, va a vast amount when they can and can't sell and buy. You know, oh, there's server issues. Oh, there's this issue. Um, and then you see quick little spikes down, quick little spikes back up. And it's like, well, who was able to buy and sell if it was disabled? Like, who was that magical person? I think Coinbase really hit the uh, mark with that $10 referral program because there's, oh, yeah. there's things out there like Uphold. But because Uphold doesn't have a referral commission-based platform thing, nobody talks about Uphold. It just hit my radar. BitConnect. Oh, <laughs> different type of BitConnect's a different referral system. I'm sorry. No, no. You know what though? Uh, you were. I watched your last video, and you were talking about trying to trade based on making sure you watch the Bitcoin, not the dollar side. You know that's really important when people are trading. They're like, "Yo, I'm making bank," and then they go to buy Bitcoin. They're like, "Wait." How did I end up buying less Bitcoin than I started with, but I have more money? What did I do wrong here? And that's BitConnect. Like, I lost so much money on that stupid lending platform because Bitcoin kept going up like I said it would. So, now, I know you try to stay away from the word scam, but, like, is BitConnect a scam or is it just stupid? BitConnect preys on the weak-minded, and I don't say that in a negative – it sounds – obviously, it sounds negative. It comes with a lot of negative connotation – but it, it preys on people who aren't quite savvy in the cryptocurrency market. When you are promising essentially, and this is this is on their pamphlets, when you're promising essentially you know, 1% per day returns or more, I mean, if it sounds too good to be true, guys, the whole adage set goes, if it's too, too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. And so what you have these, and the worst thing about it, and, and, and exactly what you just said, is that they will buy into it and what, what uh, BitConnect does is show them the dollar value, which makes it look like, yo, I'm, I'm crushing it. But in reality, they're getting less Bitcoin. And so what you really care about, for us who know, you want to collect more Bitcoin. You don't care necessarily about the dollar value of it. So it really is preying on, on people who just are ignorant or uninformed. And it's, it's bad because one of two are going to get tired of chance. That's the worst thing that has come from BitConnect is that, frankly, random people that I don't know are telling me to sign up. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck you are, bro. <laughs> like, why are you trying to monetize me? And then secondly, people are going to get tired of getting referrals and they're just going to start pulling their money out. So mm -hmm. one of those two things is going to happen in the market. People are going to get tired of being monetized or being sold to 
or people are just going to start pulling out because they, they can't get the referrals, which frankly is the biggest bank for them uh, aside from anything else. The biggest way to make money is if you're on YouTube and you're, and you're telling 100, you know, 100 people a day to sign up for your referral link, that's your, that's your main way of making income. So after that dries up, it's over. Yeah, and uh, speaking of monetized, I bet I just got demonetized. Oh, because you're smoking a blunt, or is it because I said fuck? Uh, probably both <laughs> now. Thanks, dude. I'll never get ad revenue. <laughs> well, you know, dude, all of my videos are demonetized because I talk about conspiracies. I talk yep. about you know anti-government sentiment things. I mean, every single video that I have is is demonetized interestingly enough because of the machine learning they're demonetized before i even publish like once i'm done with the stream i look at the video and it's like you're you're demonetized like no questions that you're already demonetized so trust me i feel you bro <laughs> um you know what? let's change the uh tempo a little bit man let's get on some uh brighter topics i saw your first 15 you're going full-time gamer what's going on with oh, that yeah. dude uh you're going twitch on us no, man, that was a first fifth. Wow, you, hey, Ken Bosack, doing that research, bro. Uh, first 15 was one of my first early experiments with YouTube. So uh, if you've watched me for a significant amount of time, I have changed the color of my stripes multiple times. That's what a startup entrepreneur does. Um, and I don't mind failing. So actually, first 15 was an epic failure in product market fit now let, let me explain that meaning that the product that i was trying to i was trying to grow and trying to use as an income opportunity gaming did not fit the current environment that i was in, involved in and i was a little too, too little too late and thirdly i didn't i wasn't the right fit for it i'm not a good gamer actually i suck at gaming so when people watch me play <laughs> games most of them were just trolls saying peter you fucking suck like what, this is just bullshit. I'm tired of watching you suck ass. And so that was one of my first experiments um, in just trying to learn how to do YouTube and, and, and learn how to monetize the web. So yeah, you, you came across a channel that is now discontinued, uh, but uh, it was certainly a great experiment. I don't mind talking about it, it's fun. I checked it out, dude. It was awesome. I was hoping to see some newer stuff, so that's why I had to ask. I was like, what happened with this? I was hoping to see you play some Call of Duty Zombies. We could have hopped on Twitch together because oh. me and my girlfriend, we actually just started a uh, crypto and chat type of uh, Twitch thing where we play video games and try to talk about crypto. So um, I think you might want to rehash that. Plus, I have learned people love bad gamers. People who suck at video games actually have the best streaming. Like, they're Really? The yeah, dude. People love fail videos. If you suck at video games you're probably going to be more popular than somebody who like beats the video game in five minutes oh well see but then but then yes i i can agree with you on that but for me product market fit i was not the right <laughs> person that that sucked at video games i needed maybe it was my face or maybe it was the way that i talked or something like that but speaking of which I haven't played video games ever since i i, I finished that experiment but i love video games so if you want to come on like my stream or I can come on your stream and we can just stream like playing a video game, why the fuck not? I mean, why not? Right? Why yeah. Not? Do you have PlayStation VR? Because we can Twitch stream PlayStation VR and we can play a zombie game where you like shoot zombies in VR. It's so epic, dude. The future is I've here. never done VR. I've never done VR, man. I just never got oh. into it. But I, you could you could pop my cherry, man. Dude, your mind is going to explode cuz like I, everyone's expectations really? of VR is 
so under the bar. Like, once you get there, you're like, oh, shit, this is, like, what I've been missing my whole life. Yeah, I don't even want to really? take the headset off, dude. I do street luging. You put the headset on, you can lay on your carpet, you set up the, the headset thing, and you're laying on the ground, you're, like, going between cars. In your head, no. if, in your head, if you hit a car in the game, I swear, I feel it in my shoulder. It's so real. Oh, my gosh. I Gotta mean, so, get you on that. So, I mean, then you, if, if you're, if what you're saying is true, then you, I mean, you love Ready Player One, and you love the future that's coming which is just plug in and mm -hmm. you earn your living in the virtual world you live in the virtual world you have play in the virtual that's world. what inspired I mean, the whole twitch thing that's what inspired it and um i interviewed the co-founder of uh gameflip.com uh tj newen and uh, he's doing a All thing right. where he has basically in-game content that has value that you can trade for Bitcoin. So you can play a video game. If you got a car and there's only so many cars in that video game, you can sell it for Bitcoin and other things like that, that he's, he's building that. So like, I'm already like mentally living in that future, preparing to play video games. Like when I saw you say play video games for a living, I'm gonna play a video game like Need for Speed or Grand Theft Auto. I'm gonna steal your Lamborghini and I'm gonna, it's basically gonna be your private key and I'm gonna sell that vehicle to, for Bitcoin on the black market. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Yo, that, hey, that, hey, now, see, you, 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 you intrigued me. You intrigued me before, but I'll tell you, Ken, now you have my attention. So, now, now you have my attention. I, I just, I saw the V, I saw VR. I've seen it in the malls. I just, I never, I, it, it, whenever I was thinking about doing it, it was always that hesitation of like, ah, fuck, I got something better to do right now than stand there with these goggles on in the mall, in the middle of the mall. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. um, so I never, I never tried it. One of my friends, uh, Dan, has, for the last probably year and a half, he's been like, Peter, whenever you're ready, I will get you in to VR. And I've just been so busy that I've never been able to do it. So 19 is the time that I need to pop that uh, VR cherry, man, and just get into it. Yeah, dude, we'll do a VR Twitch thing on your, your show or whatever. And um, we can fail whatever, epically because yeah. it is so hard. You know, uh, since we're rifted, I wanted to talk about uh, the Bitcoin pub and what inspired you to build such a tight community. Because I've recently just come across it and... It is just so helpful, man. Like, it is an insane amount of free, like, education, free Q&A, free knowledge. Like, what inspired you to just put out so much effort without asking for anything? Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for recognizing that. Uh, the Bitcoin.pub is our answer to the old technology of Reddit. Uh, the Bitcoin pub is built, built off a better, uh, better software stack. It's smoother. It has a better experience. And for me, growing up, growing up with Reddit, essentially, I just got tired of the trolling, the politics, and the bureaucracy. And I wanted to. It's one of those things. It's it's one of those things where, uh, where the best ideas stem from imminent need. So I had an imminent need for a resource that I wasn't getting out of Reddit or Stack Exchange or Quora or any of these other types of forums. And so I, me and my brother got together and said, hey, we're going to build our own. We're going to roll our own. This is going to be Reddit 2.0 for the crypto space. And this is the place where people can hang out after they've made trades and just create, just like you said, such a tight community. It's just, it's such a positive place. And, and the one thing that we are constantly talking about in the Bitcoin.pub is that we can all disagree on things ad infinitum 
but we're all winning together because we're all having a strong hand in crypto. And so you don't see that type of camaraderie. You don't see that type of partnership. You certainly don't see that type of collaboration in other forums like Reddit. And so uh, the Bitcoin pub has grown tremendously. Uh, I'll give you a couple a couple of uh, things. Uh, we soft launched and on day one we had, I think we had like, I think we had like 780 people show up on day one. Day two, we had 68,000 people show up on day two. And then at the uh, by 20 days of our launch, we had over a million people in the pub. Wow. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, um, just for a heads up, when you move your hand, you're blocking your mic. Oh, sorry. Um, so, yeah, so we've just grown tremendously. So, it, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're growing exponentially. It's Bless great. You. We have tons of people. <laughs> if someone's sitting there. My girlfriend sneezed. I had to say bless you. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, it's just a great place to hang out. we got so many really, really smart people that are, were also tired of Reddit as well. And so they've come over to the Bitcoin pub and have created tutorials, walkthroughs, guides. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of my favorite stuff is like a hodlback tester, which will show you yes. how much you could have earned over time. I use that thing religiously. I've created dollar cost averaging sheets for people on how to make money. Uh, I did a video you probably saw where yep. I've in invested $5,000 in Litecoin over a uh, it's actually today was the last like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, so five thousand dollars invested with uh, three three hundred three thousand percent gains um, over over a period of a year. So five thousand dollars. You guys do the math. It's like two hundred something grand out of a five thousand dollar investment. You're blocking so, your mic when you move your hand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we just uh, the Bitcoin pub is a great place for people to hang out, learn, and grow and uh, win together. No, thanks for uh, bringing it up. No, no, for real. Like, it, no, seriously, dude. I don't think you understand what you're doing and what people are trying to do and capitalize on and take advantage of people. Now, I don't need want to name names, but you know, some scumbag Ty Lopez is trying to take advantage of people by you know creating these Bitcoin tutorials and selling them for five hundred dollars the first day he bought Bitcoin. You know, and what you're doing is is much more. And you're doing it for free. So, like, there's people out there that are bad actors, and you could clearly take advantage, and you're not. So, I think you're being a little too humble, bro. You know, you know, respect nah, is due. No, no, no. I, I appreciate that, Ken. I think um, I, I have always felt that in in today's technological age, the the rapid expansion of information and the democratization of information is 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 a an abject reality of the future. Um, I, I find it. I find there is zero argument in the world that could persuade me otherwise. We now have access, literally, to the entire world on our phones, and so for someone to say, "I can't get educated. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't move up in the world. I can't get a better job." It's like, are you serious? You have a right. cell phone. You spend eight hours a day on YouTube. You, you probably have get access to like Code Academy or Khan Academy or all these free right. resources, and that you don't have to pay for. So for me. Uh, I came into this saying, look, I could put it behind a paywall, but that's old world thinking. The new world thinking is people are going to be able to get entire four-year degrees online. Like my right. two children, I do not expect, and this is, a, this is a hypothesis and a thesis that I hope actually works out, 
but I expect that when my two kids are college age that I will not have to pay for their education. It should be fucking free. There should be so much information by the time my kids are 18, 19 years old that I shouldn't have to pay for education. So that's the hot, kind of the model that we wanted mm -hmm. to have is we don't want to have people pay for nothing. We want to, we want to give it away for free because that's the, the new world. And so that we can build, let's be honest, so we can build trust in the community that we're actually doing the right thing. You know what scares me though, man? Everything you just said is true up into the fact of the loss of net neutrality. And now those those free things you're talking about aren't necessarily so free anymore. It may cost it may cost you, the content creator, more to create the content and upload it. And now the consumer of the content may have to pay a premium to get into that education. It's so fucked up. Like, what do you think about like the loss of net neutrality and the possibility of internet service providers affecting our decent centralized currency like we're using a, a decentralized money system on a centralized internet system it's it's like piggybacking yeah. a, a, a ferrari with a horse and buggy like it doesn't make <laughs> sense well, it, well yeah and, and what the the essential issue here is, the essential issue is that we're trying to build new technology off an old technology stack that we don't control right essentially and so what we have with net neutrality is well let's be honest we've already been affected with with semblances of net neutrality for example i pay for the highest level of comcast humanly possible i'm supposed to be getting 300 down 45 up but as you can see from the beginning of this stream they're they throttle the shit out of me bro like and i'm on myself i get a better reception on my cell phone than i get on my computer when we were streaming earlier and so i'm already paying tears of internet access already so they've already broken us in a little bit there um but the great thing that's that i always have to remind myself around net neutrality is they've been trying to knock this down for years and the good thing about government and the bureaucracy is it's relatively slow which means it's going to take a long time for them to actually start implementing this stuff and my hope is and i'm sure you're hoping this as well ken my hope is that with the future of techno a blockchain and you know distributed ledger and bitcoin and all that stuff coming out someone's going to figure out how to circumvent these really shitty centralized systems. So my hope is in the power and the future potential of Bitcoin and blockchain tech to help relieve us from this net neutrality scandal, in my opinion, that we're dealing with right now. So the technology will win, in my opinion. Let's look at it, let's look at it that way. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, when there's a need, somebody will fill it to capitalize, you know, and if we need oh, a, sure. if we need to find a way, somebody will build it for us and, you know, there'll be another way around it. Uh, you interviewed John McAfee, right, man? That was... Um... Yes, sir. That I was a him twice. That was a little different uh, interview than he'd done most of the time with most people. I wanted to know, like, um, was there anything maybe off camera that may have been said or anything? Any? Oh, are you kidding me, bro? Anything you anything so you can stuff. talk about, though? You know what I mean? Oh, so long story short, I got connected through let's just say someone who knows someone who knows someone in the security world. I've been in the technology world for so long. So it was just a couple putting putting things together. And when John when John McAfee came on my radar because he was talking about his McAfee coin and of cryptocurrency in general, I was like, I know people that can connect me to him, right? And so anyway, through a series of you know events and all that stuff, finally got in contact with him. And John McAfee is 100% the wild man that you assume him to be. I mean, he's wild on camera, but off camera, I mean, it's like, overdrive it's it, it, he, he he doesn't perform for the camera he almost like dumbs it down but off camera he's completely real like 
this is bullshit. This is fucked up. This is jacked. This is whack. You're whack. I mean, he's, he's just, he's such a real dude. Um, but I will tell you this, the guy knows his shit. If he, if there's any, I mean, he spent four, I think it's over 40 years of his life being paranoid because his job is absolute abject paranoia because he believes everyone's out to get you. Um, and what that has created in him is, I wouldn't say a monster, but what is created in him is someone who looks at everything as a potential threat. And so you saw in the, in the interview, I, in the interview, you saw like three of his bodyguards walk around while I was interviewing him. Uh, we got to talk a little bit more about his security. I asked him off camera. I asked him off camera. I said, hey, so now that we've talked and we've texted and we've Skyped and all that stuff, should I be concerned about security? And he, and he literally said, he was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, they probably tapped you and these nine, these nine, you know, covert ops, NSA, something, something, Mossad and something, something, something. He was like, yeah, they're probably all tracking you right now. So this is probably what you need to do. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, why am I, why am I putting myself in this position? Now I'm totally being tracked mm -hmm. by all these government entities. And one side of the equation, I'm thinking, okay, he's off his rocker. He's obviously way too biased way too in the weeds and maybe he's just way too paranoid but on the other side it's like he's probably right he's probably right and so you know it's one of those things where it's like we you know surveil surveillance privacy dead it's dead it's dead we don't have any the question what do you the question really is is what are you willing to give up for convenience that's 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 the personal question that we all have to ask ourselves today is what are you willing to give up for convenience are you willing to give up your information your address your social your credit score your your private key what are you willing to give up for convenience and that's what we're seeing right now coinbase is a good example of that i mean in decentralized world you probably shouldn't let coinbase hold your private keys of sorts right right but what are you willing to give up for convenience? You know, that brings me up to another question here. What is one of your favorite blockchain projects? Because uh, you mentioned how disappointed you were about Golem. Uh, what are some that are actually impressing you that you think are, you know, not something that you'd invest in to make money. I'm just saying a project that you're like, damn, I really hope that that makes the quality of my life better. I hope it exists. Absolutely. I can give it to you right now. It's called Everypedia. Everypedia is the brainchild of the co-founder of Wikipedia. And so essentially the co-founder of Wikipedia is competing against himself. Now, why is this very important? For two reasons. Number one, Wikipedia is, I don't know your audience, so I might offend people here, so don't care. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, Wikipedia is run by a small group of individuals. It's basically centralized. They have huge censorship and they generally have radical left ideology censorship behaviors let's put it that way and so what wikipedia has been constantly under attack from is revisionist history in an alternative radical left ideology and so since there's a small group of editors of wikipedia and they're all editing or re-editing history into an alternative or progressive slant the problem is is that our next generation your kids and my kids are going to read wikipedia and they're going to see an alternative reality to what actually happened and so the co-founder of wikipedia has created a new decentralized version called everypedia that i'm super stoked about i don't invest in icos that's my shtick i just don't do it i talk about things i research them i don't invest in them but everypedia is something that's on my radar 
heavily for 2018 because I think it's so important that when history is recorded, it's recorded on a blockchain so that people can see that this is what happened and not some revisionist history 25 years later with a radical alt-left slant. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does completely. I mean, history can't be written by the winners on the blockchain. It's just written. That's right. I mean, the reason why America is the imperialist nation it is is because we won all the wars, or at least we say we did. Right, right. And as, as they say, the winner writes the history, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, I wanted to bring up one. Just I don't know if it was on your radar, but you were bringing up like privacy and everything and identity and all this informa- personal information. Uh, I'm, I really like the uh, blockchain project Civic. Uh, CVC mm. they're doing identity yep. on the blockchain where like I don't like that I have to give my driver's license to somebody to buy a pack of cigarettes I don't know what they're going to do with my drivers with my uh, address maybe they know who I am from YouTube maybe they don't like me maybe they don't like what I say now they got my address all because I wanted cigarettes I shouldn't have to do that yeah I mean I, I'm, I, I think privacy is dead and so understand everything i say from that context i think we are beyond we are beyond the point of no return we have given up so much of our privacy that it's almost a moot point and so creating privacy coins for me now this might seem counterintuitive to a lot of what you hear me say but privacy coins seems redundant and and what i mean by that is privacy is i mean they already know where your money is moving you're moving your money from Bitcoin uh, to fiat to, to to Bitcoin, and then from Bitcoin to Monero, they already know you moved it to Bitcoin, and they can possibly, because of Bitcoin's not full on, on, on anonymous nature, they can see that you transferred into Dash or Monero or Pivx or whatever type of alternative privacy coin you want. Um, now, when you're talking about that as a platform, there's another coin out there that I heard about. It's called Valid. I think it's V-A-L-I-D that is doing as well. Similarly. Uh, your particular pri- your particular identity on the blockchain and you being able to completely manage it. I think that is a, I don't know if I've, I've researched Civic, but I, I don't remember if that was particularly one of the functions of that coin. But what Valid is doing, from what I understand, is they're allowing you to say, hey, this is my identity. Okay, great. Everyone already has access to it, but now I can rein it in and now I can choose who I give my privacy to or my identification or personally identifiable information to. And secondly, and I think this is the best part, is that you can now monetize your identity. Now, what does that mean? That means if I give it to, if I give my identity to eBay so I can buy, buy something, if they want to use all my personally identifiable information, they have to pay me a token mm-hmm. to, to, to use it. So I like that kind of payback. It's like, okay, I will give you my, my personally identifiable information for use to use your service or your system or your product. Right. However, if you want to use my information, you got to pay me back something and, and maybe giving me a, some sort of token. Yeah, or like, like of personal currency. identity royalty program of some sort. Perfect. I like that's it. That's a good way of saying it. I like that. I, no, as you were saying it, I was like, you know what? That sounds like one thing that's missing out of e-commerce. You know what I mean? Because if I buy, if I search a lawnmower on eBay and Facebook tries to sell me it and I find finally buy it from Facebook, somebody should give me a discount on the freaking lawnmower, man. <laughs> So not only should someone give you a discount on the lawnmower, but you should be able to have control over how they use your, your information. Right. I think, that's, I think that's a valid argument because they already have everything. The question is, is can, you, can you meter it out to certain entities at will?
You know, let's get so. this conversation on a cuter side here. What do you think of crypto kitties? Like, is that the killer dap of Ethereum? Like, or do you do you have like a litter of your own? What do you think of these cute critters and and what they have proven on the Ethereum blockchain? They they the only thing that crypto kitties has proven on the blockchain is that the Ethereum system and Ethereum protocol can't handle a massive influx of money into the stupidest thing ever known to man, except before Pokemon uh, or, 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 or pet rocks or, or Tamagotchis or something like that. Um, crypto. Did, did, now, here's the question. The question really is, did you see Neo hash puppies? No. Oh, so Ken Bosack. Come on, Ted Bosack. I, I hold, I hodl Neo since it was ant shares. I don't know how I missed hash puppies. So now, yes. So now there's going to be hash puppies, which is basically crypto kitties for the Neo oh, protocol, yes. the Neo platform. I love this. So I love this stuff. Even, <laughs> you're going to have even more of an opportunity to waste money on a digital asset that has no intrinsic value. Dude, I'm the pet, <laughs> I'm the pet rock's biggest customer. You know what I mean? Like of a digital error, of the digital error. Uh, I would definitely have crypto kitties because I love Pokemon cards. And, and for the record, if you hodled your Charizard, I think on eBay, it's like four grand. So so it had it had some investment. Those Charizard gains, though. <laughs> Those Charizard gains, man. Um, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Charlie Lee selling all of his Litecoin and his oh, latest man. tweet Charlie on Lee. some unexpected, epic announcement coming soon to Litecoin with a uh, very popular service provider or, or, or commerce provider? What do you think's going on with all this? So this great question, I actually did a crypto news bit on our Decentralized.tv uh, YouTube channel about this. Uh, I have been one, well, I, in my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, but I truly believe in my heart that I was one of the first people to invest in Charlie Lee's coin when it came out. And if you go to the Litecoin Foundation, you'll also see that I was, I was number 20 on the $10,000 gold Yes, I yes I bought it, guys. The ten thousand dollar gold ledger uh, engraved uh, Litecoin uh, um, so ledger. So I have been supporting Charlie Lee. All that to say, contextually, I have been supporting this man since the very beginning, and I was so torn that he sold all his Litecoin because I mean I love Chuck. I love Charlie Lee. He's my man. I mean he's made me so much money. Uh, let's just be honest. He's made me a ton of money. If you go back to the Bitcoin pub and check out the uh, DCA on Charlie Lee, how much money I've made over a year on him. I mean, I got to give him a lot of props. So Charlie Lee, he's got my heart. However, having seen him sell it, he said he didn't want, this is fascinating to me because he said he, he didn't want to create a conflict of interest, but he's not create, he's not creating a conflict of interest at literally the all time high of Litecoin's price. It's like, when do I, when should I exit? Probably at the all time high, right? And call it a, con, a conflict of interest issue. Now, what you're referring to in his latest mysterious tweet is he said, hey, there's a couple things that are gonna be happening in 2018. At the end of the tweet, he said one major thing, apparently from little birds that I've heard from is that, ooh, this could be, this could be juicy. I love rumors. Facebook, uh, Facebook might be entertaining the opportunity to use litecoin as a payment system which means charlie lee's litecoin will have access to one third 
of the entire population of the fucking planet. Mm -hmm. So is Charlie Lee going to be mooning in 2018? I'm telling you guys, I'm not selling a damn Litecoin. I'm hodling that shit all the way to the moon. Oh, same here. I haven't. I've been investing in Litecoin since it was four dollars. I've been. It's been one third of my investment for the past year or so. Uh, I'm not even considering letting it go. Uh, have you used Facebook Payment in the Messenger? There's already an option. Most people, almost nobody knows it exists, but Facebook yep. already lets people send money from one to another, and it goes from my Visa card right to your Visa card. Doesn't matter if it's two a.m. in the morning. Somehow your Visa got that money on it. I guarantee, I guarantee you that is expensive as hell and Facebook's foot in that bill just to stay cool. And that's why I agree with you. I think that integrating Litecoin into the wallet or into the uh, messenger as a wallet just makes total sense. What, what I'm most surprised about Ken Bosak is that they haven't done it sooner because they literally have a, a, a third of the entire world's population on their social network. So wouldn't you think that they would want to roll their own fb coin or something like that why would they go with a third party coin unless they're acquiring charlie lee that's that's the conspiracy here there are, that's mm -hmm. that's the, the the rumor right is that if they or if they're going to be using charlie lee why chuck why charlie why didn't they create their own but you're right we've seen other coins come out as of recent we have kick Mm -hmm. uh, that has 300 million, mostly teenagers. Uh, I don't think payment system will work too well with them because of the underage kind of demographic. Right. But now we have Telegram. Telegram, yes. Potentially launching in 2018. Uh, Telegram's what the, I think it's called, like Tor or or, or something like that. Uh, ta uh, uh, T O N Tan. Um, yeah, and ton, ton, and ton. Gram. Gram will be the currency uh, ticker. Right, right. So uh, apparently a video was leaked out of Russia uh, from <laughs> what they're Russia. doing. And you, I mean, the, the CEO is Russia. So uh, 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 was it for Durov? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that the Telegram's audience is a little bit bigger and more mature. So and they mm -hmm. have about 180 or 200 million users of their app. So I think of time before we get into messenger payments, like for real like real messenger payments, mm -hmm. not just Facebook trying to stay cool or something like that. So I think 2018 is going to be a huge year for instant micro payments through messenger apps. So if you guys are out there and you're watching the stream, man, keep your ears and eyes peeled and open. Uh, I think 2018 is going to be a huge year for micro payments and uh, um, chat applications of sorts. It's going to be a big year. Yo, I wanted to get your take on this concept because I've heard and seen people talking about it. I've mentioned it. What What do you think of uh, you know the concept of fast food having their own altcoin, like a McDonald's having a Mick coin, and if you stake them, you can get like a fry token, and and you know by staking the coin, you get free French fries, and it, <laughs> it keeps the value in McDonald's. Like I don't know, man. Like do you think like that's the future we're headed, or will it be like Bitcoin or Litecoin that that these well, fast food chains well, use. Actually, well, actually, in June of this year, uh, Burger King launched their Whopper coin. So this has already been created. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so Burger King has the Whopper coin. You guys can search for it. You guys can. It's Google on the it. Waves platform. Platform, right? And so this stuff is already coming out. This is what I would do. Here's my advice to you guys. It's not financial advice, but if, if Whopper coin or McDonald's comes out with a coin, you buy your you buy your your hamburger, you buy your fries, you buy your chicken chicken mix mix mixed up 
nonsense with feet and dirt and shit and McNuggets. <laughs> you buy it, they give you the Whopper token, and then you immediately sell that on exchange for Bitcoin. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I would do. But I, I, I feel like I feel like we're we're going through with, with like these types of service coins, like a Whopper coin or a Mickey D coin. I think we're going through the experimentation phase in the service industry to figure out what the hell they can do with blockchain. Because right now, Whopper coin certainly isn't kicking it for me. And I don't, I don't think it's going to work out. But I think right now they're really trying to experiment with it. And I think this is a great time to be in Bitcoin and crypto in general because of all the experimentation. We can gain big time and we can learn a lot. So I, I don't I don't I, I kind of dogged on the Whopper coin when it first came out. But at the end of the day, man, I love that they're experimenting with it. The fact that if 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 if, if Burger King is thinking about blockchain, this is good for you, Ken Bosak yes. and me because we're doing it full time, brother. Yeah, I'm all in. I don't even know. If, I think my like the world thinks my i have a spending problem gambling problem or a drug addiction because i don't ever have any money in the bank i'm always buying bitcoin <laughs> i'm all in man like all in it, it's scary so, so, but i'm so all I wanna, in i want to i want to ask you a question because this is my first time being able to talk with you live on stream so what what was your turning point you told me right before we turned on the stream you said hey peter i'm quitting my day job mm -hmm. going full time you know this is something that i've been doing full time for a while so what 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 made you jump off the cliff? I'm curious. Uh, like the job cliff or like the fiat cliff? Well, talk about both. Your well, your last day is in a, in a couple weeks, right? Or yeah, like yeah. That. All right. So um, I don't know. When I first started like looking at things to invest in, and as a kid, even when I turned 18, when I went to open my first bank account. The bank teller told me I had to keep $100 in there, and if I went into it uh, under, under any circumstance, there would be a penalty, and, um, you know, shit happened, and it happened, and I ended up going negative, and I was like, wait, all right, so I broke even. I said, here's another $100. Can you put it in the register so I can't touch it and fuck up? And they said no. So I was like, entrapment. I'm out of here. You're a, you're <laughs> you're a scam. So so I I I saw it from there at a young age. Like the system is is designed to screw me or at least let me screw myself, and um, that shouldn't be the case. So then I started looking at investing as I got older, and I looked into the stock market, and I I looked at TD Ameritrade and stocks and the fees for moving things just it were crazy. You needed thousands of dollars to just make a couple bucks every other day. Uh, it just wasn't for my tax bracket. And, uh, the, and, and the problem was I can't invest in Facebook or Google because I, ha I can't afford to buy a whole stock. So there's like borders to entries to invest in certain things for me to secure my wealth. I'm not wealthy enough to secure my wealth in this asset. So go screw yourself. So I was like, well, whatever then. So I wanted to invest in Snapchat's IPO. I was like, I'm going to make bank. I'm going to get rich. I looked into how to invest in an uh, uh, IPO. I had money. I saved it up. And then they told me you had to be worth a million dollars to get in. I'm like, well, what the bubble? How do I make a million if I already have to have a million to get into the cool kids club? <laughs> and then literally I found Bitcoin. And I was like, wait, this is like, it was like 400 and something dollars. I looked into the technology for like 10 minutes and I found out I didn't have to buy a whole one. I was like, all right, cool, bet, take my money, fuck Visa. And um, I, I really, 
I really went all in. Like, my every paycheck for, like, the past year, and my boss knows this because he knows why I'm leaving, I took my paycheck, I went to Coinbase, I spent one-third in Bitcoin, one-third in Ethereum, one-third in Litecoin for, like, 52 paychecks. I get paid weekly. And I'm good. Like, do the math your damn selves. Like, I'm... I'm I'm not worried about working. I just want to put out information like this so people know that there is a, a technology that is in, inviting. It's, it's, it's free. There's no borders to entry. The opportunities are there for everybody. And you don't have to ask anyone for permission to do anything. And nobody has to ask you for permission. And if you're a bad actor, we will, as a community, act as our own best interest to get you the fuck out. That is what I love the best about crypto. And that's why I'm all in. And that's why I'm quitting my job to maybe help somebody see the light. But I do apologize for not being the best face for this information. <laughs> I feel like I set Bitcoin back like a, a year every time I make a video because people see me and they're like, oh, he's smoking weed and, and he's quitting his job. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's crazy. He's all in. He doesn't know how to invest in shit. Like... No, 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 I wouldn't say that, my friend. There, what makes the crypto economy so awesome is it literally is, it, from what I've experienced over the six, seven years that I've been in it, is crypto is one of the most diverse communities in the entire world. And you, Ken Bosak, are exactly what hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people need because you're the type of person they're looking for just like I'm the, a different type of person that different people are looking for. And so there is no, I don't ever see the world of crypto in a competitive light or a competitive context. And I think that's something that's important for you know your listeners and for people out there is when there's all this stuff about Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and we can go into the privacy coin wars, PIVX versus Dash versus Monero versus whatever. I mean, crypto is a non-competitive space. There's so much room in crypto for 19 million permutations of the same bloody coin. Let, 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 let's go back. Let's go back. In my ignorance, so to give you guys some context, in my ignorance in 2011 when I first got into Bitcoin, I literally thought Bitcoin was the only coin that would ever be created. Like that, that's how ign people coming into crypto today, they're like, Bitcoin and there's all these fucking altcoins. When, when, when I first got into Bitcoin, there was only Bitcoin. And so in my ignorance, I was like, this is the answer to the world's Federal Reserve. This is the answer to fractional reserve banking. This is the answer to privacy. This is the answer to self-sovereignty. This is the answer to permissionless, you know, self-organized system. For me, that in my ignorance, that's all I thought. Now, when I heard that there were opportunities to start forking things and start creating these other, you know, use cases in about 2012, 2013 timeframe, you know what I thought? I thought it was going to be Bitcoin. And then it was going to be Bitcoin and like Bitcoin gold, Bitcoin diamond, Bitcoin silver, Bitcoin black, Bitcoin white, Bitcoin green, Bitcoin your mama, Bitcoin salty, <laughs> Bitcoin. I mean, all I, in my ignorance, please understand, in my ignorance, I saw the future of cryptocurrency is being Bitcoin X, Bitcoin Y, Bitcoin Z. I never thought there were going to be any other names other than Bitcoin. So. Given that context, whenever I hear of new coins coming out, all these scammy ICOs, whatever, Bitcoin Cash or all this competitive nature, it's like, no, 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 no. My context is there's enough room for every type of permutation in the world. There's a million fucking trillion fucking different use cases for crypto. It's never going to be crowded. It's never going to be a crowded space. So 
that's the way that I look at it. And if we're continuing to, just like you, continue to expand crypto in your particular niche of people who <laughs> love people that love red beards of guys who love smoking and talking shit and, and talking the truth about Bitcoin, you are doing the cryptocurrency economy a wonderful, wonderful favor, my friend. So don't ever, don't ever downplay it. Just keep grinding, keep grinding the fuck out of it. And you can find exactly your niche that people are willing to hang out with and hang out with you and eventually support you and pay you for your good work. That's 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 where the grind takes you, man. People will be willing to pay you for your good work because they see that you're being honest to the system. Yeah, I am blessed. Uh, my super chat guys are are the best. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, I Go do want to super chat. Smash, yeah, the like button smash for it. Ken Bosak. Smash the like button. For Ken Bosak, man, I'm enjoying this. Uh, I, I don't. I do want to wrap things up. I feel like I've uh, taken up a lot of your time here, and um, you've been walking I'm just around. Chilling, you, bro. I feel like you walked about a mile in your garage uh, this hour. So <laughs> this, this, this is. This, I hope you guys are seeing what I'm seeing. I mean, this is exactly the life that I've always wanted. My office, which is about a 15 minute drive from here, we have a front office area, and then we have about three million dollars worth of cars in the back office. And so I was tired of going to the office and working there. I was like, well, I should just make an office at home so I can mm -hmm. be surrounded by only a million dollars worth of cars and all my <laughs> stuff. And this is exactly the way – this is the life that I want to live in a decentralized economy, Ken Bosak, and you can too. Super chat, give him a tip. Hey, give thanks, man. Tip. Yeah, I, I'm working on it. You know, quitting my day job, I had to um... – in full disclosure, I didn't like sell my portfolio out, guys. You know, but I did take out enough to where I know I can pay myself uh, every week what I will should have been making if I kept my job. That way, I don't have to worry about income and I can just do YouTube. You know, I don't have to beg, try, don't have to take any sponsorships. Like you were saying in one of your previous videos, you know how many emails we get for uh, promote my ICO, I'll give you Bitcoin. Uh, you were like, I don't know what emails you got. You said 19 bucks. You should see the crazy shit in my inbox, bro. I'll give you a whole Bitcoin if you talk about this ICO. I'm like, no. Really? Yeah. That's because, that's because you're awesome. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it's insane. I feel like it's it's like um, Dateline, NBC shit, like undercover. Like, I'm expecting expecting Omar Bam to reply like gotcha <laughs> I gotcha bitch yeah but like I want to make a video stream where I just like accept the offers for promoting their ICO but I do a live stream email chat and during that chat as soon as they send me the money I send them the link to the the live stream and I go here's your promotion I end the live stream like like it's it's not a lie it's not a lie and maybe other people will see it and they'll just never offer me money because i'll admit it it hurts emotionally to turn down money just because i don't want to scam people like i'm like stop offering me the money i hate you yeah i mean that's that's the nature of a free market economy in cryptocurrency is that there's going to constantly be advertisers asking you to sell your soul so that you can and, and mostly it's russians um that are asking me to you know sponsor icos uh demonetized right um now that we're talking about russia but i mean seriously they're always asking for like and i actually did a video on this on a bite-sized bitcoin youtube channel where i said if you scroll back way back like months back i did a youtube it was a psa to all advertisers I said i will not sell out my community i will not sell out my crypto nation i will not sell out the people that i care about so no i will not 
advertise for you. And every time I receive a scammy email, I just copy and paste that YouTube and they, 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 I'm, they watch it because the numbers keep going up. They watch it and then they don't email me back. So I just, I just did a video that way. I don't have to respond and type the same shit over and over again. I just say control C control V. There you go. My <laughs> friend, not taking your money cause it's not worth it because what I'm trying to build here is a community that will last and have a strong hand for the long run of Bitcoin and blockchain. And I want to be with you, my man, Ken Bosak. I want to be with my community. I want to see all you guys on the fucking moon. I don't know when it's going to be, but if you have a strong hand, guys, Bitcoin, just remember, I just remember, this is always gets me so excited, Ken. Thousands of people every day are joining the cryptocurrency revolution. Just let that sink in, man. Thousands of people, which means, I mean, just like the internet is spreading to every facet, every corner of the globe today, Bitcoin and blockchain mm -hmm. is going to spread to every corner of the globe invariably. So if you have a stronghold, a strong hand, Ken Bosak, in the next 10 years, you and I are going to be seeing a 400,000, maybe a million dollar Bitcoin. And then we're going to be all busting the Roger V or going, <laughs> I told you, bro, I told you. No, I'm, I, everybody has the technology to use Bitcoin. It's crazy. Like, um, I, I tell my friends, and I feel like you might even agree. Like, the, even if you walk by a homeless population, they have iPhones. It's, it's crazy. I, I know if you have a cell phone and internet connection, you can use Bitcoin. Right, and and everybody has that ability. It, it's not limited. You know, it's like I said, even homeless people, uh, uh, people like say, oh, I don't have cash. I mean, like you accept Bitcoin, like they're sitting there on their iPhone asking me if I have money. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Every, yeah. Hey, Hey, I, I have seen in it in Atlanta. I have seen what I assume. So this may be a poor assumption, but I have, a, I have seen what I believe, or I assumed as a homeless person. I've seen mo many of them. And when I say many, it's not like 500 more like maybe seven or eight over my lifetime here in Atlanta where I saw them I was like you're homeless, but you're on a fucking laptop mm -hmm. Like how do you have a like you have a laptop? I'm maybe you're making your money online That's awesome, but you can't also be turning to me looking at me with like doge eyes <laughs> and asking me for for doge coins you know being like sir can you can you give me some money i'm like you got a sony laptop those are the most expensive laptops out there they're more expensive than apple how the hell did you get that sony laptop <laughs> no yeah it amazes me hey you got the super uh chat the uh donations came in thank you mr Harlazanya. i think i said that right and brent simpson oh, what up guys i love Harlazanya, man say what's up what's up What's up? Oh man. So, what do you think's next for, you know, crypto? What what's the uh the next big thing? Cuz right now like every other month there's FUD or FOMO. Um now we're in FUD, right? So, what's going to be the next FOMO? Man, I I, I I'm good every year I do a yearly roundup. So, I talk about everything that's gone on in the year in crypto and all that stuff. Super excited. This is going to be my best years and I, by the way, Ken Bosa, you should probably do that one as well. Do like a yearly roundup of all your experiences of, of what's happened in your life in crypto. I think it's just, just a really can be a really powerful message, number one. But number two, I'm so excited about this year's roundup because 2018, guys, for everyone out there on the stream, 2018 is going to be the fucking year for crypto, period, bar none. We are seeing more advertising, more mainstream coverage more more blockchain getting into new industries like sports right 
What Arts. do you think about Coinbase custody? Not to throw you off, but like that's exactly on par with what you're saying. Coinbase just created Coinbase custody with a hundred million or a hundred thousand dollar sign up fee and a ten million dollar minimum investment. Dude, uh, I don't. Uh, you kind kind of got me off track because like you're asking me this question, and the answer that I could give you is like, I might be one of those customers. <laughs> Oh snap! <laughs> but but I, I, I'm not gonna say anything. I've, I've been obviously following that very closely as well. But let's just say, guys, let's get back to it. 2018 is gonna be the year of crypto. If you have a strong hand, and guys, a strong hand, that shit. I, I mean, I, I, man, I was so Ken. I I told my audience earlier this year. I told them that I would. I expected to see a five thousand dollar Bitcoin this year. I mean, I was I was off by a magnitude of three. I mean, I mean, next year we could be. Oh, man, Ken, Ken, Ken. <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited for two. I can't wait for 2018 to get started because we're gonna see new developments in tech, new industries new just mind-blowing stuff and bitcoin obviously is just going to continue to shoot to the moon so i mean keep a strong hand guys strong hand all the way to the moon uh i expect greatness i can't even speak on anything specifically all i know is i got it in the gut i got it in the gut guys this this gut right here i got it down here guys i'm feeling it 2017 is a fantastic year 2018 is going to be even better brother live long and hodl man that's what i'm talking about Oh, I like that, bro. Live long and hodl. I do it like that. Live long and hodl, guys. <laughs> you have a Litecoin tattoo? Get the fuck out Oh, here, dude, you missed that? Charlie Lee was in the live chat. I've, when I interviewed him, we were talking about it. He saw me. I got this live. I also have my very first Bitcoin wallet I ever had, ever. My uh, Litecoin tattoo. And my most recent, since I got into Dash when it was like 10 bucks, I got one of these. Oh, yo. Exactly. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, Ken Bosak, I respected you before, but now I admire you. Oh, man, that means a lot, bro. Thank you so much. My next one is Ethereum. It has done very well. I always said... You just um, fucked up. You just <laughs> fucked up. This conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Go on. No, I gotta say, it's like, still fucked up. Ethereum. No, no, it has made me. It has made me enough money to where, like, when I I said this uh, about a year ago, if Ethereum goes to 420, and you know from my super chats, I love 420. I will be able to quit my job and pay my rent for one year, and I don't have to worry about working. And uh, Ethereum hooked a brother up. <laughs> Yo, Vitalik. Okay, hey. Respect where respect. I want a million dollar sleeve. When, when I'm a millionaire, all the coins that have gotten me to a million dollars, I'll have a million dollar sleeve of crypto. That's the goal. Yo. Hey, well, I got a lot of ink too. I just, I, I, man, I haven't gone the, haven't gone the crypto ink route yet. You, you're, you're, you got a, a leg up on me there, man. I got a lot of ink. Well, no I'll, I'll come fly yet. out. We'll do what, what we've been saying that Jerry Seinfeld driving in a Lambo, like interview style with the 360 camera, put it on the dash. And we can drive over to a tattoo shop and get some ink, dude. 
get some Litecoin right here on the forehead, guys. <laughs> no, but it, it would it would be the Doge. It would be the Doge coin for sure. I have some Doge. Doge. I don't know how much, but I bought it. I bought some of it because everybody kept saying buy a million Doge, and I was like, fine, I'll try to get there. Whatever. <laughs> well, if you do, if you bought it like a couple of weeks ago when it was at like twelve satoshis, you would have four xed your your investment. Whoa. Man, Doge is crushing it. Uh, it's at like 41 or 42 Satoshis right I, now, which I, isn't a lot of money. You talk about holding uh, with strong hands, dude. I've been hodling Ripple since three cents. I've got a couple thousand of them. I, I just don't know how to not hodl, bro. I don't I don't spend much money. Hear me out. I live in a studio. I, I eat ramen noodles and fucking takeout. I, I don't spend money on anything. So, like, I don't care. I don't need it. So I just buy it, wait, and eventually I'm going to buy a, a yacht and I'm going to name it Ripple. Hey guys, on the stream, <laughs> this guy is gonna be making that money with Ripple, guys. Wow. Maybe not. Who hey. knows? It could go to a penny for all I care. Like I said, I got in at three cents. <laughs> no, man. Ripple, Ripple is as much as we can talk about the underpinnings of it. But that aside. Oh yeah, don't get Ripple, fundamental and philosophical. See. Yeah. Yeah, we won't go there. Let's just look at the the monetary system. Mm -hmm. It's pretty solid. Yep. Right now in the news, to give you a little bit of, of encouragement there, my man, because you got so much in it. Uh, in China and in China and South Korea, uh, fifty no sixty banks. I think fifty or sixty banks are now right right now as we speak testing their testing their systems uh, for Ripple. And so you have this. You're going to have this major, in my opinion. Uh, in 2018, you're going to see probably a major resurgence of Ripple because as these systems start to come online and actually start working, they're going to want to punch more Ripple through it. I can, I can see a very healthy 2018 for Ripple, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried. I like Ripple, and uh, I try not to get like, you know, uh, it's the bank coin, it's, it's centralized, it's this, it's that. I'm like, but I'm trying to think like an investor, not a hippie. <laughs> You know, I think there's a lot of people who get too bogged, and that's the well, that's one of the big problems with Reddit is that Reddit is filled with very dogmatic, purist ideolog ideologues who only look at it from a particular bias or slant or perspective, and they don't see it from like just the average Joes who just say, "Hey, it, it, this is a solid tech. It's a solid coin." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fundamentals behind it. Who gives a fuck? If I can make money off it, I'm a pragmatist. Let's do it. So, I think that the Reddit is is gets too much in the weeds often. But hey, if you can make money off it, bro, who am I to say anything different? You know. I mean, who somebody I somebody invested. I've made in money off some of the stupidest coins in the past. Maybe maybe in the next stream we talk about it. Maybe. I mean, in the next stream we can talk about the dumbest coins that you've made money on. That sounds like a good topic. I, I got. Oh I got, well. Yeah, I have one that, that come to mind right now. I have that one no that you actually exists, hate, by the way. <laughs> or they're so low on the market cap, they're worthless. But I've made money off the stupidest coins before, so we should do that. Same here. I actually have. Uh, I'll hold it till then. I have made money on a coin that I've just recently heard you hate, so we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so well, funny. Well, my 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 battery is about to die on my cell phone. Such is the nature of trying to do this shit live. Uh, so I'm going to have to bounce out in like the next just a couple minutes because I don't want to cut off on you. Awesome. Uh, well, let's wrap things up a little bit. I just wanted to see what are some of the things you want my listeners to take away from this uh, conversation? If they were just, you know, listening partially and they just started to focus, what do you want to make sure they take away? Two things. Number one, I'd love for you guys, 
Well, three things. Number one, I'd love you guys to check out the Bitcoin.pub. Our man Ken Bosak is in there. It's just a great place, great community. It's all free, free content, mm-hmm. free downloads, everything. And we have such a vibrant community, number one. So th- go to the Bitcoin.pub. Number two, I'd love for you guys to check out our new YouTube channel, Decentralized TV, where I'm punching out about uh, three days ago, I punched out 20 videos. Yesterday, I punched about 12. And today, I punched out about 13 or so videos. So we're just like crushing the news. So if you want to stay up to date on the news, check out Decentralized TV. And last but not least, uh, CryptoYum.com. Our first mobile iOS app is going to be launched in the next month. So we're doing it bigly, just like Ken Bosak. We're, we're here doing this full time. We're creating applications for the cryptocurrency economy. So go to CryptoYum.com, set up an account, as you can probably imagine, all of our applications have food. The Bitcoin Pub, Crypto Yum, and we got some more applications coming out in 2018 with food metaphors. So thank you so much, Ken Bosak. Thank you, man. Me. I'm looking forward to Crypto Munchies uh, coming uh, soon. <laughs> no, go. For, for the 420 in you. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, 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 meals and snacks that are $4.20. We can make it happen, brother. Dude, let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you uh, so much, man, for coming in. Everybody, make sure you check out the description box below. has all the links to the info you need. Everybody, thank you, and have a day. Peace. Well, it looks like I'm going to be playing Twitch in a Lambo in VR in 360 with Peter Saddington doing driving in cars talking crypto jerry seinfeld style what (laughs) so yeah dude i hope you guys enjoyed that interview i know i did me and peter spoke a little bit off the books and hopefully we can get some collaboration going it would be awesome to actually get in person with peter driving around in the bitcoin lamborghini playing some you know playstation 4 vr zombie games while talking about crypto on twitch you know the future The future for me is talking about cryptocurrencies with enthusiasts and experts alike and any ways I can do that. If if it's driving shotgun in a Bitcoin Lamborghini or if it's playing, you know, uh, VR on PlayStation talking about Bitcoin on Twitch or if it's here on the BitcoinPodcast.com during the Not Another Bitcoin interview with you guys tuning in, this is the future for me. I really hope that you enjoyed this interview. I know that Peter and me will be getting together to do more. So guys, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to hit the share button. Let your friends get a listen. Um, Drop some comments below. Let us know over at the Bitcoin Podcast what you think of this episode. And don't forget to join the Slack. There is a Slack group chat that we do over at thebitcoinpodcast.com. Look for the Slack tab and you can join the Slack. Don't forget to check out Peter Saddington at thebitcoin.pub. Also, his new project on decentralized.tv, where we can keep up on all the crazy shit Peter Saddington's doing as a Bitcoin millionaire. (laughs) I hope he gets a, a Tesla next. I really do. The Bitcoin Tesla. Tesla, take me to Starbucks. Boop, boop. I just feel like that's the that's the car to get with future money, a car that you can talk to. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Episode 13. Looking forward to episode 14. That's a wrap. Cue the outro.